guys. Justin Brock here, Medicare Gurus. And today I got a real Bradley style special treat for you. I got Ryan Lodi in the house. Ryan Lodi, man, what is going on? What are you up to today? You're looking fresh. What is going on, brother? Appreciate you having me on. Man, I'm uh, dropping some knowledge. I hope I hope so, man. I, I, I'm, I'm watching you on Instagram blow up all, all this stuff and I'm trying to follow suit on Instagram. Hopefully I can help you with a little YouTube traction over here. So yeah. uh, Ryan is, uh, you know, there's just nobody like this guy. Uh, he is a uh, very, very attentive to his schedule, has uh, very, very attentive to his personal health and, and, and takes things extremely serious, like as far as what you know, what is time management and getting and getting the right things done and not wasting time. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that is as serious about it that I've met, or at least in the insurance industry, uh, as he is. I mean, Ryan, would you would you agree you take you take that kind of stuff real serious? No, absolutely. I, I take everything as serious as I can be because life in general is serious. And if we want to attain success in the amounts that we want, in order to not just help ourselves, but also share that with other people, we have to get serious with things. So I'm, I'm a super, like you said, super disciplined and consistent guy. I'm very, very, very hard on myself. Yeah, I, I believe that it's super important to be the hardest person that you can be on yourself. No, no one can be as hard on ourselves besides ourselves. So just got, I, I hold myself to such a high standard and the reason why is because I'm, I'm always studying these highly successful people, just like yourself, Justin, like I'm, I'm studying these like eight, nine, 10 figure earners and just viewing what they do, the actions they take, how they operate, and just really like honing into what helped them get to where they're at. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I definitely think you're blessed with a, a good mindset and an exorbitant amount of energy. And then when you put the proper fuel in that video, it's like, it's like some people are blessed with a, uh, you know, uh, a good vehicle, right? Like, let's say, let's say you were, were born into a Ferrari, but if you dump like, uh, you know, milk in the gas tank instead of uh, 93 octane gasoline, uh, the Ferrari is not going to do much for you, right? So uh, I think a lot of people look at somebody like you and you think, Oh, that's a default, you know, mindset. And you're, you're, you're going with it and you were blessed with it. But I see by being around you, not only the quality of the, you know, things that you consume, like food and, and, uh, and vitamins and things like that, but content and, um, and, you know, and everything you're pouring into your mind and your body makes that, Ferrari operate at, you know, uh, at a high capacity. Right. And, uh, and so how old are you right now, Ryan? 23 years young, 23, man, 10 years younger than me. And see, people still think I'm like, I go places at 33. People are like, Oh, you're so young to be 33 <laughs> again. But, uh, you know, I look at you and I, I see what they're saying. Cause I'm thinking the same thing, man. I wish I had some of the things you have going for you at 23, going at 23, I got into the industry at 26, which was young by, you know, the accounts of the industry. We're an old industry, right? Um, and, and so, you know, I have to think that you're finding the insurance industry as a medium to get where you want to right now. But just in knowing you, I think you probably have grander aspirations even past that 
Uh, do you have any idea what that is? Or are you just living in the now trying to figure out how to, to scale what you have going for you? Um, or, or is the insurance industry it? You want to take the whole industry over. What, what's, what, what is the, what does life look like 10 years from now to you? 10 years from now, you got an eight to nine figure, um, agency. They're doing life, doing Medicare as well. Um, got, got really good relationships with Grant Cardone, Brandon Dawson, Bradley, Coach Burt, obviously, as I do right now. And I'm throwing events, masterminds, boot camps, literally like the, the most top-notch events, masterminds, boot camps. And I'm also going to have the most in-depth result-impacting training platform within the entire insurance industry. So that's something that I'm working on right now. And I'm re really going to go hard with, I'm going to, I'm going to be loading light speed VT. That's where I'm going to start building a relationship with Brad and, you know, start walking my way into that circle and just really load it up with thousands, thousands of segments and yeah. really, really change something. Because I think that's one, one gray area with within the insurance industry and within life in general is that once we leave high school college whatever it might be we think we don't need to learn anymore but that is the most incorrect statement i've ever heard everyone should be learning every single day to, to the moment we start stop learning is the moment we stop growing so that, that's something i'm moving towards and yeah, just really, really focus on growth within the agency and expanding, finding those right key people. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we're we're doing uh, light speed stuff for some of the stuff. Just actually, most of it's taking what we've built and trying to use. It's a great system. Um, the interactive learning aspect of it and add to it, um, and and I also get um, you know paying for access to certain circles. Uh, you know, I was a cynic early on in. And as there are many online <laughs> uh, cynics that are cynics of events or cynics of, uh, you know, paying for access or networks or other people that are doing big things because they think, oh, it's at the expense of others or blah, 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 blah. Um, huge cynic, right? Um, I, I like to think that sometimes some people like yourself, I feel like have the right mindset and the mindset creates the opportunity. I was like the reverse. I did not have a good mindset and anybody that's read some of the stuff that I put out or like I have a new, a new book coming out to talk about the mindset for me was actually crushed by the military. The military is great in a lot for a lot of things. Now, this is, I always have to preface, I'm not bashing it, but they kind of want you to become this drone. Right. And so you kind of, they, they almost crush your aspiration because it's all about this thing, right. That the military, this big, your cog in that machine, so when I finally got out of the military, uh, it, it took a while for me to uh, unlock the mindset that I have now, which is much different and it continues to change all the time by getting in the right room in the right place. But the, 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 the opportunity changed the mindset. I got into Medicare from the get-go and now I thought like, hey, I just want to replace my income. And I'll be, you know, I'll be fine. I'll be able to take care of my family. That's all I want. It was just a noble thing. You know, there's nothing wrong with that for people that that's what they want. But the opportunity was so grand in Medicare that I was like, wow, I could scale this so much further than I thought. Replacing my income is, is easy, super easy. 
then I started getting to the right room to figure out, well, how are these people doing things in a, a more efficient way than I am? And when, by getting in those rooms with people, it changed my mindset forever. And so for you, I do think you probably had a good default mindset, but getting in the rooms with bigger and bigger and bigger people just probably unleashes like this thought potential that, that other people can't even understand. And they probably think we're weird and lunatics and that kind of stuff. It's stupid. It's stupid. But to think that you can be a billionaire or make a hundred million dollars a year or have that kind of business five years ago, six years ago, I wasn't thinking like that at all. Now I'm thinking if I don't have a hundred million dollar a year business, I must be a loser <laughs> because it just seems like that's the trajectory that I'm on just by continuing to do what I like to do. It's not, it's not, I don't even, I like to do it. It makes me happier to work harder. So, you know, anyway, and I think yeah, you, have I mean, a that, that's that. the thing that really hold, holds a lot of people back is it's those limitations. It's those, the, like you said, that mindset, like they're, they're out here just to get my money. Um, you know, just those negative, you know, viewpoints of events, conferences, masterminds, like the way I look at it is, and I'm not even going to lie. When I was traveling to Vegas this past weekend or two weeks ago for the eight figure mastermind for a second, I was like, man, like again, another event, another, another mastermind, another thing. You know, I committed to it back in January at the, uh, one percent mastermind with Cody Askins that was phenomenal and I kept and after that I was like let's roll let's go to this eight-figure mastermind but as I was going to the airport I'm like oh man another one is this gonna be good like I me personally I I have like I think we're all we have that positive mindset as we're grown right but as we grow up through teachers through parents um you know relationships that we build friends acquaintances whatever it might be like we start to get that negativity starting to be pushed into our mind so what's happening is that negativity is pushing out all that positive aspect that positive viewpoint that positive mindset that we should have and we're getting filled with that negativity so i even still have it i'm still working on it myself so like i said i was going to the eight figure mastermind and I was like, man, is this going to be good? Da, 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 da. Like just having these bad thoughts in my mind for whatever reason. Right. But in the, in the long run, at the end of it, I'm like, man, I'm glad I went. I'm glad I committed because it's always, it could be that one relationship, that one piece of information, idea, process, strategy, that one connection that could literally change the entire course of your life. And it's, it's only, the only thing that's holding you back from getting that one thing that could change the entire course of your life is putting money on the line, money that's not even yours. And this is a big thing that I think about all the time. Like whenever I see myself pulling back from spending money, investing money, whatever it might be, putting money on the line, I remind myself that this, this isn't even my money. I, I accumulated this from other people. This yeah. is not my money. And basically what I'm doing is I'm putting it back into the marketplace, investing it. Like it's it's kind of like creating an economy. So I, I'm a huge believer in cash flow. It's not just cash coming in, it's also cash going out in order to keep that cash coming in. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We just um we, we buy rental properties right now and I just had to drop another 
you know, 25,000 to one. Um, but it just, to me, it's, it's honestly, I got to the point now where I drop money into something like that or, or lead flow or, uh, you know, the infrastructure of my office or, you know, staff gets to the point where I get excited about it. Cause I'm like excited about, cause I've, I've already seen it happen to where the investment in that comes back tenfold or fivefold or whatever it is, you know, it's coming back in multiples. Um, and then also building me out of the, the grind, like the singular grind. So like you, you're, you know, like last year, even I was still writing, you know, applications myself. Now we finally got the sales team going enough to where they're producing more than they were when I was writing too, without me writing anything, which has been a great thing. Cause now I can focus on another level of stuff. And now I'm thinking, okay, now I have to build in another level of infrastructure where I have more people in the, the managerial level or operations um, and, and uh, you know, accounting to build me further and further out of that so that I can focus on creating these high-end relationships where I'm spending more time with, you know, guys like Bradley or, or Tyler Reese or something, you know, that, that I'm spending more time in those circles and, and building bigger and more meaningful, uh, higher potential relationships that feed my apparatus that I've built. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's just, uh, you know, I don't, and a lot of people I'll see them say, well, I only, I've only want to, I don't want to build, like we're doing these behind the agency events and, and the behind the agency event is a small event where people will come in 15 people, max come in. Basically we show them everything we're doing. Everything. I mean, it's a behind the curtain. Here's every lead flow system we have. Here's all of our computer systems. This is, you know, what we're doing. And I've had a couple of people that say, well, I don't want to build an agency. And I'm like, okay, like, well, I, you know, like, so you want to be an individual great salesperson. Well, you could learn that here too, but I can promise you that when you maximize your individual sales potential, the people that maximize their individual sales potential want to build an agency. Now there are people that never maximize their individual sales potential. And, and that's probably because of a limited mindset or a limited belief, because I believe that the secret to being happy is pursuing, you know, happiness, pursuing what gives me dignity is growing and, and creating more, you know, uh, wealth and accumulation for everybody that's involved. You know, like when I grow a team, that team is getting fed from my efforts too. It's not all about me, you know, yep. now, I mean, I want to grow my wealth too exponentially, but I love doing it when I'm helping other people grow their wealth, you know, on the back of part of my efforts. I love that. You know, it feels, it feels gratifying. It doesn't feel great. Like you rob a bank. That wouldn't be gratifying. This is why people that win the lottery end up filing for bankruptcy two years later. It's not gratifying to have it given to you. It's gratifying to create wealth. You know, when you really create it, you feel like you deserve what you have because you've seen other people prosper in the pursuit of that wealth. And I think that, you know, you, you are doing that, you know, you, what, what, where your positive mindset comes from is that you're out putting in the individual incremental work and doing things that make you feel happy about what you're accumulating and the process of accumulating more excites you. I mean, is that, am I on, am I on the right track? hundred percent brother. And and the aspect about growing and expanding and bringing people onto your team, like you can't do everything by yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't survive 
through longevity by yourself. I mean, if you if you keep working by yourself, trying to handle everything by yourself, like you're only going to be able to get so far as far as like results go and, you know, revenue, creating things in your life. And you're only going to get so far yourself. Like, dude, if I'm if I've been working only by myself the entire time I was in the insurance industry, I would have failed hundred percent. And if I continue to try to work by myself and not be willing to ask for help and willing to ask for guidance and direction from other people who have what I have and been where I want to be, then man, I'm, I'm just going to be literally destroying my body, myself. Like it's just not possible. And, and in order to really, like you're saying, to really fulfill ourselves and really like get that gratification, like it's just not about ourselves. Anyone on this world, anyone that has a bigger purpose has an attachment to helping people, to giving to people, to sharing with them something that they don't know so they can get somewhere where they don't think they could even get. And that that's that's the magic of it is like just allowing people to see like you're, you're capable of so much more, your potential so much higher. Let me show you something. Let me see if this impacts your life. I guarantee it will. And let's work on it. As long as you're teachable, coachable, you know, you're a right person, you're ethical, you want to put in the hard work, it's going to happen. And I mean, any, anyone that's focused on this, just themselves, I mean, straightforward, you're selfish. You're, you're yeah. selfish in the long run, because you're, if you're only focused on just getting enough for yourself, you might be able to help your family, you know, your children, your wife, maybe your mother, your father, some other people as well. But if, if, if you want to help other people, you can't just be focused on yourself. If you want to share that opportunity with other people, and that's what we should be aspiring to do, we should be so focused on just growth and expansion because with, without that, we can't help other people. Yeah. Yeah. I talk to, uh, you know, even like people that are heavily involved in ministry and, you know, uh, some of the people that are involved in the incremental side of, of, in, of the ministry. Um, you know, always say, you know, somebody has to fund those endeavors and it's not, you know, yeah, the mass pooling of small donations helps, but most of the time there's like two or three huge donors involved. Um, and those huge donors had to create some sort of business style infrastructure or real wealth to be able to do that. So even on the, uh, even on the giving side, if you can create, you know, monstrous wealth, you can, you can do those other things that, you know, maybe are the benevolent or altruistic, you know, um, push to where you're like, I don't, some people say, I don't want to build a team. I only need so much money for myself. Well, if you build more money, if you build enough wealth with a team, you're creating real wealth within your team. They're paying taxes into the system. They're able to give to charities and causes mm -hmm. they care. You're able to pull more off at the top eventually because you, you know, you know, everything rises to the top. Right. And so, then if you really don't need that much money, give it to who you think does. I mean, it's your, it's your, so there's, so like you're saying, I do believe that it's a selfish endeavor to say, I want to make as much money as I can possibly make from my house without having anybody else involved that I have to pay anything to. That is kind of selfish. <laughs> so like to be able to just, or to say, you know, I want to involve other people and build and, and then, you know, uh, you know, give back in other ways. I think one of the best things I'm a big believer in the book, uh, Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand that, um, that the, you know, she tells like the novelistic approach of, of capitalism versus socialism. And, 
not to get political about it, but what she's saying is like the best thing that you can do for society is take care of yourself. And if each individual person takes care of themselves and tries to build the biggest thing they can, in turn, they're actually going to be taking care of other people by pursuing that, you know, wealth creation. Um, it's not actually selfish to think I want to build the biggest tower I can, because when you build that big tower, it's going to create more wealth and accumulation for everybody involved. So, um, so anyway, yeah, I, I'm, I'm right with you. Uh, you know, interviewing you, the energy levels high, man. I just want to, you radiate energy. You're glowing. Uh, is that the ginger juice? Is that the ginger? Ginger. Stuff? Um, I, I don't know if you're talking about my skin or just, Dude, in, I don't know in what general, you're talking about. In you general, aura. <laughs> the ginger and also the Kangen water. The Kangen water. Gosh. The Kangen water. And vegan. Dude, I mean, like we were talking about earlier, like our our body is is like the temp is our temple, right? And if if we're not controlling our health, what we put into our body, then we're we're not gonna be able to perform at peak performance. We're not gonna be able to you know, be in this for the long run. I mean, I don't, I don't want to be 60 years old with $10 billion and not able to walk around, not able to run, not able to jog, walk up mountains, you know, go to the beach, whatever it might be. Like, just think of it that way. Like, shoot, like, yeah, because you, you can, you can think of it this way. Like you take a week or two weeks off of the gym, see what your body starts to feel like, see like how you start to feel your, your, your body's going to start to get tighter. Um, you might add some weight, whatever it might be, but look at it within a week to two weeks, but then think of it like, what if I did this for years on years on years on years, like that build up and build up, like it's just going to destroy your body. So yeah, I'm, a, I'm just a huge, huge health advocate. And you believe in a, um, so you have like a physical routine or are you always trying to trick your body into not knowing what to expect? <laughs> like, um, like physical routine as far as like working out or yeah. I see you in the sauna at like, you know, three 30 in the morning, every morning. <laughs> no, it, yeah. I, it's we're an hour um, earlier though. So you're probably there at like five 30 some days, but I'm, I, I check it and I'm like, man, it's four 30. He's up in the sauna. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I like to be as consistent as disciplined as I can be because consistency and discipline breed results, right? So I try to get to the gym every single day in the morning between, well, they open at five. If they open at four, which they usually did before COVID, but get there between like five, five thirty, and just that that's usually how I start my day. But some sometimes I might take a few days off. Sometimes I might take a week off just to, like you said, really shock the body. And to just, I'm, I'm always curious about like my body, how I react, um, what, what allows me to perform at peak performance and just trying to figure things out. As you said, like doing things differently to see like, hey, am I better here? Am I better there? Um, removing things from my life. If I remove something from my life, is it, is it beneficial that I removed it or should I put it back into my life? And that's one of the one of the greatest practices I use myself is if I see that something might not be working, might not be working to the extent that I want it to be working, or if I'm just not sure if it works at all, like, hey, I'm going to remove it from my life for about a couple of days. If I see a dramatic change, then there's a good sense that I need to keep doing what I was doing 
But if I don't really see much of a change and I see that it might be benefiting me, then it's good that I removed it. So you're, so you're like a B split testing your body. Like, yeah. like the way you would in advertising. So a lot of, a lot of people watching this will speak like Facebook ads, you a B split test different, like, Oh, this image, this ad copy, which one's working better. Your mm-hmm. a B split test. That's the title of the video said how to split yeah. test your body. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm always tricking myself. I'm always tricking myself. Like I was on a podcast with my cousin the other week and we were just talking about being uncomfortable and he brought back a point and I still do this. I still do this to the day of, he brought back a point where we were traveling somewhere and like, I didn't put the ACE. It was like 90 plus degrees out, no AC, no windows down just for the heck of it. And th- that's literally what I do in life. I do things that are the most uncomfortable to me, the most challenging. And I just continue to do it so that when those challenges, when those uncomfortable moments come up in life, I'm like, dude, I've already done this before. What's next? Come on, what's next? Bring it on. Let's roll. Like, and that that's how that's really how we got to build ourselves up. Like, yeah, it's just life. Yeah. Take it as it is. It's not what happens, it's how we respond. So I'm I'm literally uh, like David Goggins. Yeah, I'm 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 pushing myself for fun. Yeah. <laughs> for, for literally for fun. I'm I'm running in the in the sand like I I park like 10 minutes away from a beach spot, right? For example, I parked 10 minutes away because there was no parking. I could either walk in the sand to this to the seating that I want to sit in or I can take a quick jog and run just for the heck of it for the fun. Which am I going to do? I'm going to run. I'm going to jog and I had like 40 pounds on my in my book bag like just a bunch of material and whatnot. Yeah. But hey, that that's just what it's going to take. I mean, life's uncomfortable. Success yeah. is hard. Requires massive amounts of hard work. The in the universe doesn't want to see us succeed. The universe in general does not want to see us succeed. So, it's really important to build up that that comfortability with the uncomfortable as I mean, your brother talks about this a lot. Just yeah, he says, yeah, he says you have to get uncomfortable. I don't know if he, who, who he was listening to. I'm going to have to ask him, but it does sound very David Goggins. Uh, you know, he's a big believer in pushing everything to the limit to when it just makes everything else easier. Yeah. You know, and that's funny. I've never really looked into David Goggins. He's extremely um, he's, he's a monster, but his mouth, like, I, I don't mind people swearing, but man, that dude. Oh, he gets a little rough. He's a on the sailor. Plane. Yeah, it's that Navy sailor. And then I, I get accused of that sometimes, but it's because the, the Marine Corps really, it's funny, like I can adapt. I'll be sitting, if I, when, when I was selling insurance, like I'd never say anything bad in front of clients, but then I'd be in front of somebody else that just seemed like they, and like when I'm talking to you, I'm not talking that way. It just, it's almost like it depends on who I'm talking to, what, the way that comes out. It's not that I'm planning it, it's just, natural you know but um but no I, i'm trying to get actually there was a guy on bradley's podcast and you know bradley's got a mouth on him too but he had a um he had a guy on his podcast the other day johnny was listening to he he John, johnny put away discipline willpower intention and it's like a play on words discipline discipline willpower intention anyway uh but he he said something in the interview that he quit uh, he told himself he was going to quit swearing and he said he was talking about having um, having uh, deadlines with um, with consequences. That's what it was. Deadlines with consequences. So if you want to do something, it's like 
like if you're really faithful and really religious, you would tell God, I'm going to do this. And that would mean something to you because you told God. Um, but if it's people that hold you accountable, maybe you, you tell it to the world, I'm going to do X on this day. And I, I didn't, I never thought about it, but I've done that. Like when I said I was going to have Medicare con, it was just like, we're going to do Medicare con. And, and Cody's done this, like Cody with 8%, like basically Grant Cardone told him he should have a conference. So he was like, all right, we're doing it this, this day. Like no planning, didn't even book the place before he announced where it was, like all kinds of stuff. But there's a, a point, it's like when you put it out to the world and then you don't do it, the consequences, you look like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. and Dude, so, I, I've, I've done that so many times. Put your goals out there, put your targets out there, put what you're doing out there. Yeah. And literally it's, it's going to pull you forward. It's going to make you more committed to what you're doing because if you're sharing that with someone else, if you're yeah. putting that into the public, like, like you said, like if you don't follow through and you don't complete that, like you're going to be like, shoot, like look yeah. like a loser, you know? Absolutely. And nobody wants to look like they know, especially in, in, in the more people that more attention you have from people and you have attention because people see what you're doing and, and they, they're drawn to it. They're drawn to having good energy and positivity and, and, and not feeling like things are limited and they're drawn to the amount of production you do because you have those things. So, but when people, um, you know, you know, watch you and then you tell them something, you feel an obligation to the people that are following you to do what you said you were going to do, or it's going to give them a cop out to not do things that they've set out to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and that's the way I feel. I feel like an obligation now that if I don't do something first, I'm going to look like a loser. <laughs> and, and then second, uh, I'm giving them an, I'm giving them a cop out to look like a loser and that's just hurting the whole world, you know, all the way around. So dude, I appreciate you coming on here, man. Uh, we're trying to do a whole lot more of these interviews because people seem to like them. The dialogue is good. And sometimes it's hard for us to sit around and think of something to monologue on. Um, but when you get together with people like yourself, you know, I think good, good things and good, good notions just pour out. Uh, in it just that. flows. Yeah, it flows. Yeah. That's why I love, I, I hate, I've never, I think only a few times someone sent me over questions. I've, and yeah. even when they do send me over questions, I don't even look at them. Like I like yeah. to go off the top. I like to literally just be, yeah. I mean, not really authentic, obviously I'm authentic, but like, just like off the top, just. Yeah. Like Normally it. if I do anything, I say, send me a bio and a headshot and the headshots more for the, uh, the thumbnail, you know, but the, the bio is just from give me something to help start the conversation. I didn't even ask you for the, the any of that because I I've been around you a little bit, so I was like, I'm we're gonna have some stuff to talk about and it'll get flowing naturally. So, um, but really excited to have you on. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you back on in the future, um, and this will be on the Guruonomics podcast on Apple and Spotify soon as well, so people will be able to pick it up there. So if you haven't subscribed to Guruonomics, please do that. Ryan Lodi, if, if people are looking for you, looking to get on, I know they can find you on Instagram. You're real active on Instagram. Uh, is there any other way? Is RyanLodi.com? Yep, RyanLodi.com as well. R-Y-A-N-L-O-E-D-E.com. Perfect. And then also Facebook, Ryan Lodi. Yeah, I, I can tell you Ryan guys, Lodi. like, you know, um, as just an open endorsement, not a lot of people that you know i mean there's there's some but not a lot of people that i would trust more that this dude's going to be honest with you if he can't help you he's going to point you in the right direction um you know and nothing nothing he's going to say to you or recommend is going to hurt you in any way just a genuine guy that wants to get to the top doing the right thing and helping people put them in a better place 
uh, and he's working his ass off to get there and, and happy about it. So, boom, FaceTime hey. battery died in my EOS. But that's all right, guys. We'll <laughs> check you out next time. Thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it.